Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And that is the number you can call in, as you just heard, at 303-690-3000. This is Calvary Live, the program where you, the listener, get to call in and ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or current events. How should we look at those current events as Christians having a worldview that uh, aligns with uh, what the Bible has to say. So I am your host this afternoon on this Wednesday, Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley, and it's a blessing for me to be with you. So give me a call as this is a call-in show for you, the listener, to be able to ask questions. And also I'm here to take your prayer requests as we take them to the Lord together. 303-690-3000 is the number to call and love for you to grab one of those open lines, and let's talk about the Word of God. Uh, go to the Word of God. Uh, let's talk about Jesus, uh, the things that are important to you. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners this afternoon in Colorado on this gray and rainy day, uh, but I want to put some sunshine into your light as we go to the Son, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, His Word given to us, His promises for us, uh, the hope that we find in Him. And so give me a call, and and let's uh, be blessed in every way as we do that. Uh, also, I want to welcome all those listening on the East Coast on Hope FM and Truth FM. We're so glad that you're a part of our program, Calvary Live. You are a week delayed, but you can call at that number, 303-690-3000. And so, Again, I would encourage you, grab one of those open lines, and uh, let's uh, see what the Lord has for us today. There is another means for you to be able to text in a question or to be able to uh, text in a, a prayer request, and that is through a text line. That number is 720-336-0897, and we usually go to those when we want to fill in uh some time that we have when the uh, phone lines are not ringing, um, or as we are waiting, just as we are right now, for the phone to ring. Matter of fact, uh, as we are waiting for somebody to call in, let's go to a text message. A couple of them have already come in. Uh, One of the questions being asked is in Genesis chapter 35, verse 10, God changed Jacob's name to Israel. Why did God change his name? And that's a very good question. We know that initially that uh, his name was changed as we go to chapter 32. And in that story there, uh, it is Jacob that is wrestling with the Lord. Uh, he's coming back from Pandanaran, being there 20 years, and he is at the brook Jabod. And as he's there, he can't go forward because he hears his brother Esau is coming at him with 400 men. He can't go uh, you know, back to where he came uh, from his uncle Laban's uh, home place of Pandanaran because they made a covenant that Jacob would not go back. So he's kind of there stuck, and all of a sudden the Lord sneaks up on him and begins to wrestle with him. And it says that as uh, he saw that he did not prevail against him, 
He touched the socket of his hip, that is the Lord, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go. This is Jacob for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. And I believe that is a very important lesson that Jacob was, of course, the grandson of Abraham, one of the patriarchs. Uh, The promise went from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. And then Jacob was very resourceful. Jacob was uh, one that always had a plan, uh, always was conniving, uh, was always, you know, trying to get up uh, one on somebody else. Uh, He was very resourceful. And all of a sudden he finds himself in a place where he can't go forward, he can't go backwards. And he's wrestling. He's wrestling with the Lord. And the Lord touches him. His hip comes out of socket. And, and it was very painful. And here's Jacob saying, I won't let you go till you bless me. And the Lord says, what is your name? It wasn't that the Lord didn't know his name. Uh, but the Lord was saying that, um, as Jacob said, my name is Jacob. I'm, I'm the heel snatcher. I'm, I'm the one that's resourceful. I'm a conniver. I'm deceitful. Um, and the Lord said, now your name's going to be called Israel, which means governed by God. And I think the very important lesson in that is, is that for you and for me, oftentimes, if we can make a plan, if we can come up with uh, some kind of scheme, if we can be resourceful in our own intellect, in our own um, abilities, we will do that. But the Lord desires for us to be called Israel ourselves. And that name Israel means governed by God. He wants to govern us. He wants us to rely on him and to trust in him for everything. And a lot of times, listen, that comes through brokenness, that he will bring us to that place, to the brook, and he will do that break and work in us to where we surrender to him. And that's what he wants to do with all of us. He wants us to be called Israel, uh, governed by God. So very important lesson that is there. And very uh, that question just kind of caught me when it first came in. And, and it's a good observation. So uh, I would uh, uh, just encourage you to allow the Lord to guide you in every way. It reminds me of what we're going to study tonight in Isaiah chapter 30, that here were the children of Israel, again, trying to be resourceful, trying to figure things out in their own way, and they're going to Egypt to try to make uh, an alliance with Egypt because the Assyrians are coming. And the Lord says, Woe to the rebellious children uh, of Israel, for you seek counsel but not of me. And, and going to Egypt isn't going to help you. It's going to be your shame. It's going to be your humiliation. The Egyptians are not going to help you in any way against the mighty Assyrians. And the Lord says to them that return to me. And uh, so we're to go to him. And then he said, wait on me. Uh, The Lord uh, will be gracious to those who wait on him. And then you will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. So when we face the difficulties of our life, oftentimes we will go to the world's philosophy. We will go to the world's way. We'll try to do things in our own energy. And the Lord is saying, listen, come to me. Then you wait on me. And then you're going to hear from me. So I hope that's a word for somebody that's listening today. Hey, again, give me a call. We have open lines, 303-690-3000. I'd love to encourage you in any way that I can. So let's go to Emma in Littleton. Emma? Hello. Thanks. Emma, you there? 
Just, you're breaking up a little bit, but go ahead. Let's try it. Okay, yeah. I say thank you very much, and I like your show and everybody that is on Grace. You guys are doing marvelous work. Thank you. I thank want you, to ask to pray for my friend, Barbara. She and I help with these refugees in um, Aurora, and she's battling with cancer and uh, the the refugees, teenagers are all very sad, and um, yes. I want us to pray for her and Pastor John and the son Matthew. He's the youth pastor also. That God should heal the whole family, heal okay, the whole family. Absolutely. That, um, his name will be glorified because he she is doing very very good job with these people from Thailand and Bhutan and all these places and they are helping them know Christ and we feed them every Friday so I want everybody to help pray for Barbara this kid cannot afford to lose her. Let's pray. You know, uh, Emma, that's uh, uh, such a wonderful prayer request. Uh, it, it, it reminds me of in the book of uh, Acts that there was a woman named Tabitha that ended up passing away. And, and the people of the church, the women particularly, were weeping because she was such a blessing. And it just reminded me of that story uh, about Barbara. So, Father, yes. we pray for Barbara. Yeah, it is. I'm sh- you talk about how she's a blessing to you. And so, yes. Father, we do lift up Barbara to you. She, she has cancer. She's very ill. We just pray for her and lift her up that, Lord, if it's your will to bring healing to her and, Lord, to uh, comfort her. Uh, we thank you for the work that she has done for the refugees and being a blessing because you have a heart You said very specifically in the Old Testament that you have a heart for the widow, for the orphan, for the poor, and for the foreigner. And Lord, I pray that um, that as she has what little strength left, that she would look to you, that you would uh, just, if it's your will, to help her to continue to do the work, bring the healing to her, be with uh, Pastor John, with uh, Matthew, the whole family and strengthening them at this time and bring comfort to them and wisdom. I pray for Emma and the others that are just sad in their hearts and grieving right now because of their sister who is ill. So Lord, do a work, show yourself strong uh, in every way. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Thank Emma, you, we'll Pastor be praying. Jeff. Thank you very you, much. Appreciate you're it. welcome. You bet Emma. God bless yeah. you. Bless you. Uh-huh. Okay. We do want to take your prayer request, so give us a call. We have open lines at 303-690-3000. Let me give you that text line again because we have a number of texts that are coming in, and uh, I want to get to those as much as we can. Uh, 720-336-0897. There is a text that came in that says regarding First Timothy chapter 4, uh, verse 12, um, and let me read it to you for the sake of the listener. Uh, as Timothy 
Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word and conduct and love and spirit and faith and impurity. So a lot of you are familiar with that verse. And the text question goes on to say at 60 years old and looking for work, is it wrong to substitute the word old for young and looking for encouragement in this verse? You know what? Uh, here's, here's some encouragement. Moses didn't start his ministry till he was 80 years old. The Lord can use you at any age. And uh, as long as we have breath, uh, the Lord desires for us to be an example for him and to others. And you're never too old to be used. You're never too old to be a blessing to others. Matter of fact, the Scripture talks about how the older ones, uh, the more mature, are such a blessing to the body of Christ. In this particular text, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, we know that he's talking to Timothy specifically, who was young, and about his ministry, take heed to your ministry, and um, and don't let anyone despise your youth. So don't let anyone despise your youth, and don't let anybody despise uh, your older age. And I'm kind of t- to the older age, and I want to keep going as long as I have breath to keep giving the gospel, the truth of God's word, and uh, and so I want you to be encouraged that God is not done with you. Um, keep being used of the Lord. Let's go to Jason in Westminster as we go back to the phone lines. Hey, Jason, you're on Calvary Live. Hi, Pastor. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Jason? I'm good. Hey, uh, yesterday you said you had a caller that called in with a prayer request, and the caller was asking if an abundance of prayer was better than just a few people praying. And right. I, loved right. your, I loved your answer, um, uh-huh. and it really compelled me to call in and get as many people as I can to pray for right. healing for my wife's back. We moved oh, here absolutely. Uh, last July uh, uh-huh. to help plant a church in Lakewood, and she has not been able to do 100% of God's work because... The enemy has just uh, pretty much tore up her back in a couple of spots with a couple of herniated discs. Wow. And we're just asking for God, uh, you know, our the ultimate surgeon to just take Absolutely. over and take care of the enemy and heal her back so she can do his work. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that was a blessing, you know, for the sake of the listeners. As somebody called in yesterday and was asking about, you know, um, does it really matter if we have a multitude of people praying? And I just gave some examples how how the congregation got together, the disciples got together and prayed, and, and you know, God moved. And I always encourage people, ask for prayer. Uh, we always have opportunity for people to come together and pray here at the church. Uh, we have, you know, a week of prayer and fasting not long ago. Boy, to come together and pray, pray is a powerful thing. So, Jason, I thank you that you call in and you're asking prayer for your wife. And, Lord, we do. Uh, to have a uh, back uh, pain to uh, the discs that are herniated, uh, Lord, we just pray that you bring healing because it's very painful. And, Lord, that, uh, that Jason's wife would be able to minister in a way that she can without the pain, without such a a physical distraction. And Lord, we know that in our weaknesses, you make us strong. We know that even as Paul said that your grace is sufficient, but Lord, we also know that you call for us to ask for healing. So I pray for Jason. We, right now, with one heart and one accord, as uh, we are 
right now um, praying for her yes, that you would bring that healing, that you would strengthen her body and her back, and, Lord, that you would encourage them. I just pray for Jason as he came to start a church. And like what I pray for his ministry, that you would just bless him, that you would um, just c- continue to use him, and, uh, Lord, in every way, and how we need that. We need uh, laborers in the harvest, because even Jesus said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So I pray for my brother. I pray that you bless him and his congregation, uh, his ministry, and also his wife that comes alongside of him to minister with him and to the people. So bring that healing to her. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Pastor, very much. Hey, keep me updated, Jason, okay? Absolutely. I'll give you a call back. Okay, love to hear from you. All right. God bless. You too. 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on the air and love to hear from you. I am Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, taking your calls and prayer requests. And we're going to continue with the calls. Right, let's go to Ray in Fort Morgan. Ray? Yes. How are you, Ray? I am good. I'm just, uh, I want to thank you for your radio station. You guys do a good job and uh, you touch a lot of people. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. um, I'm just calling in for a prayer request uh, for my mom and dad for their health. And uh, they're living in a motel right now. They're they're kind of homeless. And, uh, you know, they're both on disability. And I just ask that you help, you know, that the Lord helps them find a place to to live. And and also for myself, um, I've been clean and sober for probably... 10 years, 15 years, and uh, I'm just trying to get closer to God, but it seems like uh, the closer I get, something, you know, the, the something uh, comes up, and it seems like he's not right. listening, or it's just me. I just need guidance, and, uh, right. Right. you know, I just need uh, some help Absolutely. with my finances and, and just health and all, you know. Yeah. And Ray, one of the things that is you, I want to encourage you because you said you want to get closer to God. And and one of the things that you'll find in anybody out there who's desiring to grow in the Lord, and you found our radio station, and I'm so glad that you guys uh, hear us out in Fort Morgan. Uh, For the listeners, if you guys don't know where Fort Morgan is, it's actually about uh, 50, 60 miles east of Greeley out on the plains. And uh, such a powerful signal, Grace FM getting out there, almost to Sterling. And um, so I'm glad that you guys are listening out there. And, Ray, keep listening to the radio. Um, keep getting plugged in, if you can, finding a church um, that is going to be able to uh, grow you in the Word of God. But one thing, Ray, that you'll find is is that as you do grow closer to the Lord, that the enemy is going to come against you. He's going to try to discourage you. He's going to try to you know, do anything he can to, to think that God does, uh, to get you to think God doesn't care or, um, you know, he's not working, but you keep hanging on to the Lord and you did the right thing by calling and asking for prayer for your mom and your dad, for yourself. And that's what we're going to do right now. So father, we do pray for Ray. I thank you for him listening out there in Fort Morgan. I thank you for all those who are out there on the plains and, um, a special place in my heart, uh, for those, uh, who are out there in the small towns 
and the rural areas. And I just pray that you be with Ray, with his mom and dad, as they are um, uh, right now in disability, uh, in a motel, uh, looking for housing that you would provide, that you would work in a mighty way, that you would bring those people into their lives that will provide for that and help them. And Lord, I also pray for my brother Ray that as he, uh, I thank you that he's been sober for 15 years, and uh, but yet the challenges come and the enemy discourages him. And Lord, I pray that you keep him strong, close to yourself, that you would provide for him, uh, that you would... Um, help him financially, that you would help him physically, that you would help him emotionally and spiritually in every way. Just bless him. May he know that you love him and you want to work in his life and in his parents' life. So, Lord, I lift them up to you, and I just pray that you would show yourself strong on their behalf, that, Lord, that uh, they would know that you're with them um, and that you promise you'll never leave them or forsake them. So, Lord, we just commit it all to you and them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Hang and, in there, um, Ray. You know, I, uh, I'm i a truck driver for the oil field, so I listen to you every day. I mean, I, I, I pray and I listen to you every day, and I want to thank you again. Yeah, thanks for letting us know, because I know, Ray, there's a lot of guys that uh, are out there in the oil fields that are listening to us. And, and so uh, we say hello to all of them and keep listening. Um, and uh, we're thankful for their work. A lot of guys out there uh, working the land and working the fields, and we're so grateful for Grace FM to be able to reach them. So you take care. Keep in touch with us, okay? Thank you. I will. Thank you. Bye. All right, right. Bye-bye. All right, we have open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Uh, now's the time to grab one of those open lines. I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Uh, there is one that came in, a prayer request on our text line as we go back to the text, and that number is 720-336-0897. And I want to encourage you to put that number in your contacts um, as you listen to the show. You can pull it right up, Calvary Live, and give us a call, 720-336-0897. But uh, somebody... Uh, had text in early, right at the beginning of the show, right before the show, actually, to pray for my son, Michael, who ha- uh, to have his eyelid healed right away by God from the sty that is on it. So, Father, we do. We just pray for Michael. We pray that uh, he would be able to uh, receive your healing. Um, it's not a small thing, whether we're praying for somebody with cancer uh, or we're praying for uh, somebody who has a sty on their eyelid. It is important to you. And so we ask that you bring healing to his son, that you would um, just take away, uh, help it to go away, uh, Lord, that it would be taken care of. We just commit him to your healing hands, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All right, we want to continue with our callers on our show, 303-690-3000, Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs on this Wednesday afternoon. It's such a blessing to be with you. Again, while we got a moment, and uh, I'm waiting for um, the next uh, caller to come on up as they're typing that info in, one of the things is I want to invite you tonight to Calvary Chapel Greeley, if you're in the Greeley area, to our midweek service and to be able to uh, come in, in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah is such a rich book, an incredible book. If you've never done a study in Isaiah, 
Uh, wow, it's a powerful, powerful book. Isaiah is so articulate, uh, of course, inspired by the Spirit of God to write these things down. But the prophecies that are there, he speaks of the coming of Jesus in his first coming, but also in his second coming. Um, such wonderful promises that are there. So much to learn from. So come join us as we'll be in Isaiah chapter 30, as uh, we'll move into chapter 31. And it's going to encourage us to trust in the Lord, to look to him, not look to Egypt. And God had brought them out of Egypt, and he said, don't go back to Egypt. And all of a sudden, when they find themselves in a difficult situation, they, they are trying to align themselves once again with Egypt. And that's sometimes what Christians will do. They'll go to the latest philosophy. They'll go to the latest um, thing uh, that uh, culture has to say, rather than going to the Word of God and trusting in Him. So if that can be an encouragement to you, 7 o'clock, Check us out on our website for directions, calvarychapelgreeley.com. We've got a place for all the kids. I know that you'll be blessed. Well, let's go to Victor in Strasburg. Victor? How are you, Victor? Sir? Good. How are good. you, Victor? I'm good. Good. Um, so I had a prayer request, uh, first off, for uh, my foster mother, Doris. She has pulmonary fibrosis. And uh, lately, she's been struggling a lot more with getting getting oxygen into her lungs, with moving, doing the daily things that uh, that she's used to doing. And she's actually had to have some people bring her dinners and things like that because she's so weak she can't can't really fend for herself anymore. So I was hoping that we could just okay. pray for her, um, absolutely, maybe ease her pain, uh, bring her some comfort. Yes, absolutely, Father, we do pray for Victor's uh, foster mother, uh, somebody that he cares for um, as she's uh, dealing with this disease, as she's dealing with trying to get air into her lungs, not being able to really fix a meal. I thank you for those who are bringing her meals um, that are showing compassion to her and helping her meet her needs. We pray for a blessing upon them, that you continue to bring them, but, Lord, we do lift her up. We just pray for your healing touch upon her. Um, there's nothing that really is, is um, not to be able to get air um, into your lungs. It is, is so hard and difficult. So, Lord, we pray that you would open up those airwaves, that she'd be able to get air, be able to breathe with comfort. Lord, that you would heal her lungs, that you heal every part of her body, strengthen her. We lift her up to you. And we just pray for your healing hand upon her. We call upon you because we come in faith, knowing that you're the great physician. We come to you because you're the creator, and you are, are called Almighty God. There's nothing too difficult for you to heal. So we ask her for your healing hand upon her. And be with Victor. Just give him comfort as well and wisdom and being able to minister to her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet. Hey, Victor, did you have a question for me? Yeah, just real quick. Um, you know, I'm a relatively new question, so there's probably a simple answer to this. But I was just wondering, um, when it comes to being saved, what, what, how do you look at, like, indigenous tribes and, and people that are on the far, far plains of the earth that don't necessarily have the ability to learn about Christianity, that are maybe stuck in old ways? Um, are right. these people just automatically saved, or or is there is there kind of a worse end for them? I was just wondering what what the take is on that. Yeah, and I think it's um, um, 
I think it's a good question that a lot of people ask. You're asking for a good reason because you're wondering. And in Romans chapter 1, you can kind of read that, but uh, he says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are, are without excuse. So I think that innately that every person knows that there's a God looking at creation, that there's a creator. Now, with those that have not heard the gospel and about Jesus, uh, here's the thing. God is just. He is perfectly just, and he is perfectly righteous. So whatever comes of them, um, that God will be just. There will be you know, no excuse. So, you know, with Knowledge comes responsibility. When somebody hears the gospel um, and they hear it over, they reject it. Uh, they are responsible. But God will be just. Just keep that in mind. All right? All right. Thank hey, you God, so much. You bet. Hey, Bye-bye. we'll be right back. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. It's so good to be with you. I am your host for the next half hour till the top of the hour. And my name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley. And the number to call to be on the air is 303-690-3000. So give me a call. You can text in a prayer request or uh, a question at 720-336-0897. Right before the break, uh, I was talking with Victor. And Victor, if you're still listening, um, one of the things I wanted to conclude with you before the music started playing is in Revelation chapter 19, as Victor was asking about what about those on the far ends of the earth that have not heard the gospel or about Jesus, is that in Revelation chapter 19, uh, when Jesus Christ is coming back, that there is going to be um, that uh, proclamation that we're going to make in heaven that righteous and true are your decisions. Righteous and true are your judgments, O Lord. You're right on. You're perfectly true. You're perfectly just. He's the only one that can do that. We cannot perfectly you know, judge or, you know, someone's heart, but the Lord does. So, um, you know, he'll be fair, he'll be just in all judgment uh, that comes his way. So we can just rest in that and trust in that. Well, let's go to Susan in Windsor. Susan? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Susan? Good. My question was why I'm reading in Exodus. Why did God harden Pharaoh's heart? It's a good question, and oftentimes people will ask that. Why did God harden his heart? And, you know, you remember, if you've been going through, reading through Exodus, that when Uh Moses was first called um, to go to Pharaoh, that the Lord said, Moses, I will harden Pharaoh's heart, right? But but the Lord knew what Pharaoh was going to do, because God has foreknowledge. And so here is Moses, he goes to Pharaoh and says, Thus says the Lord, let my people go. And it says that Pharaoh hardened his heart. Moses goes back to him. 
Thus says the Lord, let my people go so they can go out in and worship. Pharaoh hardened his heart. I believe, I'm not sure, it's somewhere around eight times that we read that Pharaoh Mm -hmm. hardened his heart, and then it says that God hardened his heart. And I think in that, what I see is God is just confirming what, what he was doing. He hardened his heart, he's hardened his heart, he hardened his heart, and then you know, God confirmed what he was doing, that he wasn't going to let the children of Israel go. And and it's a very sobering thing because, you know, the Bible says that God will not always strive uh, with man. And the person who continues to harden their heart, harden their heart, harden their heart is not a good place to be. Now, we do know that in Second Peter tells us that God's desire that none should perish but all come to repentance. But I believe that what we're being shown there in the book of Exodus is that God was just confirming what Pharaoh had already done, and that is he hardened his heart over and over and over and over again. Okay, that makes sense. I just couldn't understand why he, why God would do that. But no, that's very yeah. good. Thank you so much. Yeah, and you know, part of it comes with with the sovereignty of God. Um, you know, he, he goes on and he talks about vessels of honor and dishonor in the book of Romans, chapter nine. And uh, mm-hmm. but God, heaven foreknowledge knows who belongs to Him and those who are going to harden their heart. And Pharaoh was used for the purposes of God. Um, and the Lord said, uh, "It's interesting through Moses that Pharaoh, when these plagues come down, that you're going to know that I am the Lord and the other nations as well." But He still continued to harden His heart. And, you know, and I was talking with somebody about this, Susan, and not to get sidetracked, but it just reminds me uh-huh. that that when um, the children of Israel went through the Red Sea and and God drowned those e- Egyptian uh, chariots that, that uh-huh. entered in, well, when they went to Jericho 40 years later, it was Rahab that said, we know, we know that you your God is the true God because he drowned the Egyptian chariots and that... Rahab, you know, believed in faith in the Lord, and she was saved because she's in a hall of faith there in Hebrews chapter 11. But she said, we know that God gave you this land. Um, I know that God gave you this land uh, because—but the others hardened their heart. They hardened their heart, would not come to the Uh Lord, and Jericho was destroyed. You go out 400 years to 1 Samuel chapter 4 when the children of Israel— brought out the Ark of the Covenant against the Philistines. And the Philistines heard the cry of the children of Israel, and and they said, oh no, we're in big trouble because their God is the one that drowned the Egyptians. They knew the power of God. They knew the work of God, even after 400 years. But yet they hardened their hearts against the Lord. And we see that today, don't we? People, you know, they, they harden their hearts against the Lord because they do not want to submit to him. And I think the greatest work that God does in miracle is a changed life and a person yeah. who's come to Christ, a person who's a new creation in Christ, and that testimony and witness of the creation around us, as I just read in Romans chapter 1, but yet, even as Paul says, they, they wouldn't come. And, um, and it's a dangerous place to be, to continually be hardening your heart against the Lord. So, um, it's something that we pray. I always pray when when I want to share with somebody. Lord, soften their hearts. Yeah. Lord, t- uh-huh. take the blindfold away. So I just wanted to add that. Um, 
you know, just kind of sometimes when we're talking about one text, I start thinking about other texts. So hopefully that was a good word for well, yeah, somebody. They all fit together. So, yeah. They all great. fit together. Exactly. So I appreciate your question. So, okay. Well, thank you so much. Bless you, Susan. Have a good evening. You too. Bye. Bye bye. Let's go to Leticia in Loveland. Leticia, Hi. am I saying that right? Did I say that right? Yeah, Leticia. Leticia, how are Leticia. you? Leticia, <laughs> fine, thank yeah. you. I'm um, good. I was, I was just calling in to see if we could lift my sister up in prayer. Um, she's been sick for a couple of weeks now, and it's just not clearing up, and she's just having a really hard time um, healing. Um, Absolutely. Lord, I thank you for my sister calling, Leticia, and concerned about her sister. And Lord, she's been sick for the last couple weeks, and you do care about the sick. And so we lift her up. We ask for healing for her. We ask that you would bless her. We ask that you would strengthen her body. Just be with Leticia to be able to minister to her, uh, to continue to pray and Give her encouragement. But, Lord, we together, all of us that are listening right now, ask for your healing hand upon her. And we just pray that you would bless her sister, strengthen her, Lord, that she would see you working and physically, but also uh, that you would draw her to yourself emotionally, spiritually, in every way. So, Lord, restore her body, her health. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We'll keep praying, Leticia, okay? Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. God bless you. You too. Bye. Let's go to Melissa in Lakewood. Melissa? Hello? Melissa, you're on Calvary Live. Hi. Um, I was just calling to make or share with the caller that had called about what about the people that don't hear the gospel and i wanted to share that helen keller who was not only blind but deaf and couldn't communicate Mm -hmm. when they finally did get to a point where she could communicate and she was told about jesus her response was I know him. I just didn't know what his name was. <laughs> That's wonderful. So, uh, yeah. So I, I, I truly believe that the Lord, He does reveal Himself to everyone, everybody, and I believe He's a just God. He's going to judge those people based on how they responded to His yeah. revelation. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that. I, I had the very same question when I first became a believer until right. I was told about Helen Keller. Yeah, and, wow. Interesting. Um, and then the other reason why I was calling is my grandmother, this is my father's mother, is passing away. Um, we're being, she's 94 years old. <laughs> she Bless is a Catholic. Heart. And I do know she does believe in Jesus. She does believe in God. So I have no doubt that she's going to go with the Lord. Um, but my father is having a very hard time 
with her passing. So I just wanted to get, I wanted to ask you one question and, and get some prayer for Absolutely. my father. Um, but now that she's she's got dementia, and she's, I went to see her today, and she's talking about people that have already passed and telling us that she can see them. Um, wow. In particular, I had a baby that passed away in 2005, and she was saying that she could see her. Um, now, based on what I know about the Bible, I don't think that, that she, I think she believes that she's seeing them. Right. But whether they're actually there or not, I don't think so, because the Bible says, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Yeah. So I, I wanted to get your take on that. Um, is there some scripture that would indicate that loved ones come and and reveal themselves before we die? <laughs> no, the, you know, I'm, I'm with you. There's There's nothing in the scriptures that indicates that. I think the only hint that we get um, is in Luke chapter 16. Um, when Remember Jesus told that story of Lazarus and the rich man? And yeah. he said that um, as the, the rich man went down into the place of the unrighteous dead, but uh, when he died, uh, but when the beggar uh, died, uh, he was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom it gives indication that the angels carried him. So that's the only indication that we get that um, when we die, of course, uh, you've already quoted it, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I think immediately we're with the Lord, but are we escorted by an angel, carried by an angel? We don't know. It doesn't say that about um, uh, uh, the rich man, Um, but Lazarus, it does. Uh, I, I think sometimes, you know, your grandmother being 94 years old, uh, um, I know w- when my dad was passing away, uh, there was a few references he made of, you know, somebody at the door or something um, or, you know, things like that. I've been around people that uh, were in their last hours of their life. So I don't know if, if their mind is starting to close down and stuff, if that happens kind of like, uh, when we have dreams and things like that. I don't know what's happening uh, mentally and, and things, but I think the main thing is, you know, your grandmother being 94 years old, um, to be able to comfort, um, is it your father, you said? Um, that yeah, is having a my hard dad's time. having a hard time with it. Just, it is hard to lose a, a parent, um, even at 94 years old, but to to remind him that, She's lived a, a long life and that she knows the Lord. And, you know, Melissa, I grew up in a Catholic church. And I did too. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and I know there's problems with the Catholic church and what they teach, but I also know that there are those who are Catholics that they believe in Jesus and they believe in the cross and in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and Jesus is their Lord and Savior. Um, and so... Um, you know, we can rejoice in that. And to remind him of that, that he did not, the Lord, leave us without any hope. We grieve, but we don't grieve as though we have no hope, as Paul wrote to the Thessalonica church. That there's a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Peter writes in chapter 1 of his first epistle, 
It's not a dead hope. It is a living hope. So keep reminding him of that. And um, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And even though he's going to grieve and you're going to grieve, God made us to grieve. And, and, uh, but we can also, with one going to heaven, just rejoice in the fact that, you know what? Um, the loss right now is temporary, but when we are reunited with them, that will be for all eternity. So just keep reminding each other of those things and we find comfort in it. All right? Yes, absolutely. All right. Can we pray? Yes, please. <laughs> Father, I thank you for Melissa. I thank you for just uh, her calling in and, and the encouragement. And and Lord, I pray for her grandmother, 94 years old. Just, Lord, bring comfort to her. And Lord, bring your peace to her. May she perceive your presence in these, these last hours, days that she is in. And Lord, that you would just... Um, reminder of your love and promise of eternal life. And Lord, just be with Melissa, uh, her father, that that is having a hard time. And we grieve, and we do, and it's real, and the separation is is real, but it's only temporary. But Lord, I pray that you bring comfort to him and assurance to him, um, the promise that we have of eternal life in Jesus Christ a living hope, not a dead hope. And Lord, that you would um, just help him to perceive your presence during this time of grieving as you bring comfort to him and the whole family. Be with Melissa. Um, I thank you for my sister. Just help her to be a blessing to her family uh, during this time. And Lord, just um, I pray that you would just, uh, in every way, uh, just draw everyone to yourself during this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet, Melissa. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Lots of text messages coming in. One really um, did uh, catch my eye and attention, and I just want to spend just a second on it. Then we'll go back to the callers. But somebody texted in and said, I'm getting married November 4th. How do I know if the man that I am with is from God? Um, you want to be in prayer. You know, one of the things when couples come to me in uh, wanting to get married in premarital counseling is I ask them, why do you want to get married? And what I'm looking for is that they have prayed about it, sought the Lord, uh, prayed and fast over it, and they have a peace that rules in their heart uh, that that's what God's will is for their lives, for them to get married. So you want to be in prayer. You want to be praying with your fiancé. You really want to go to the Lord to make sure this is what the Lord's will is for your life. And he'll give you that peace that rules in your heart. Colossians chapter 3, that word rule means an umpire. He's going to make the call to the Lord. And um, so you want to make sure, because getting married, I think, is, is the second most important decision that you will ever make next to coming to the Lord. It's more important than where you live or what house you buy or what car you drive or what job or career you're going to go into. But make sure that you're seeking God and you have that peace that rules in your heart and that you both have that confirmation that this is God's will for life. So hopefully that that helps you out. And I wanted to get to that uh, before we went back to the phone lines. Let's go to Jose um, in line three. Jose? Yes. I'm How right are here. you? 
You're on Hello? Calvary Live. Yes, okay. Uh, well, it's really nice to hear your voice, Pastor. Um, I was just looking at uh, at the uh, uh, Resurrection Week for uh, 2016. Uh, it's been a couple of years since I've seen you. I just wanted to let you know that I kind of got on the show uh, after you had already started. Uh, I missed some of the scriptures, but just wanted to let you know that uh, the last time you prayed for me, and uh, when I was there, is I uh, just wanted to, uh, it's just a praise report. Just want to let you know that uh, the Lord is using me. Uh, I'm still, I still take the word out to the streets. Uh, I've Good. been given a ministry at Cornerstone Community Church on Mondays from 11 uh-huh. to 1. And Great. just uh, wanted to just let you know that. Uh, Thank you. The prayers have been, the prayers that you prayed with me, um, that first day I, I was out ministering, and uh, I just wanted to just let you know that uh, Thank you. Uh, I miss you, and uh, <laughs> just ask that you would just keep me in prayer. That um, Absolutely. Hallelujah. just wanted to let you know that uh, just uh, recent, uh, I had an opportunity to uh, uh, talk to a gentleman, and he accepted Christ as, as his Lord and Savior uh, just two Praise weeks God. ago, so the Lord is working. And yeah. uh, I always keep uh, your ministry and prayer in my heart, and also Thank you. when I pray, uh, just wanted to let you know that, and uh, just want to let you know Thank that you. I'll be seeing you shortly, because I've missed you, and uh, just that, that uh, there's a lot of work to be done here in this there town, and, and I'm still doing it, so just good, wanted to good. thank you, and just ask you to just keep me in your prayers. Absolutely. Let's do that right now. I pray for my brother, Lord, and I, I remember praying for him. And um, and Lord, I thank you for you, you are using him. Continue to anoint him. Continue to use him and strengthen him to bring the gospel and the truth of God's word to others. Uh, Lord, I thank you for the encouragement, for the update. Lord, you get the glory. And, and Lord, as he continues to minister as uh, we've already said on the show that the the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. That you Amen. would uh, just continue to use him in every way um, at his church that he's ministering um, out on the streets. Lord, I just pray that you would bless him, encourage him. I look forward to seeing him again in person. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, man. Well, Appreciate well, it. Thank you very much, Pastor, and and just thank you. God bless you. And we'll see you soon. Yeah. Okay, looking forward to it. Let's go to Carol in Aurora. Carol? Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. God bless you. God bless you. Um, I was calling because I have a couple of friends that we've been doing prayer and Bible study, and um, she was listening to someone, and they were saying that um, for her to get healing in her body, the more her need was, um, the more she needed to give money. And they were also telling her that we were all little gods. And then when I asked her it, where to show me that in the scriptures, um, um, I said, if it's not lined up with God, um, we're supposed to study to show ourselves approved. And then she said that I was touching God's anointed. She said that in Second Chronicles it says we are not supposed to um, speak illy or go against um, um, anyone that is anointed of God or any pastors, any teachers. And I was not doing that, and I wasn't coming from a judgmental way, but 
I also told her, you know, study is to show yourself approved that was directed by God, and it's also, if it's not the gospel, then it's not going to break yokes. It's not going to save. It's not going to heal. But um, I just want to make sure that um, I understand how I'm to address that in the future um, so that someone's not offended. Right. And, you know, um, when I hear you, um, for somebody who needs healing, and then to tell them that they have to pay more money or to give more money, I can't think of anything more cruel or more deceptive than to tell somebody that. And then one of the um, tactics of false teachers, and that this person who's telling her this is false and is being deceptive, and, um, you know, just continue to minister to him, uh, to your friend, that is. Um, But, you know, to pay for healing um, and give more money and— and then, you know, um, whatever else they're telling her. Um, John would talk about that in First John chapter 2. He said, it's the last hour. You've heard that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come by, which we know that is the last hour. And he says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. And he goes on, and he says that you test the spirits in chapter 4, to see if they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So, Carol, you're on the right track. We are uh, to to check everything through the Word of God. And what she's being told that she has to pay more money for healing is absolutely false, and it's cruel, and it's wrong. And, um, and that person who's saying, well, don't attack the person who's anointed. They're not anointed by God. Um, and you can show her the Word of God. Um, where is it that you have to give more money? Um, and part of the health wealth doctrine or prosperity movements, doctrines and stuff, but um, it just is deceptive and it's wrong. And it, and it really upsets me when I hear things like that because people are being ripped off. You know, those who are on television saying, send in your seed faith, send in this amount of money and you'll receive healing from God or pay $100 for my prayer cloth, and then you'll receive healing from God. It's deception, and it's wrong. So right. make sure in your, you know, um, in your gentleness and kindness to continue to show her the Word of God. Test the spirits to see if they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out in the world, and they're merchandising the gospel, and it's wrong, and it's right. and it's. Yeah, so you can tell. He just kept bringing tell. up that Chronicles, Second Chronicles, and I kept um, referring her to um, Timothy and um, Second Timothy, and um, a lot of Romans, Corinthians. You know everything I could think of that's saying that we are supposed to even you know be watchful of our hearts, um, be careful of what we receive. That seed can be planted right. and. Next thing you know, it's watered by another false, and then we have something growing that's going to be hard to get rooted out of us. So I wanted right. to make sure I wasn't doing anything incorrectly as far well, as just encouraging no. her to find it in the Word, and if it wasn't in the Word, to just bring it out of her, Absolutely. her spirit. Yeah. Absolutely. Test everything through the Word of God. And, and here's the thing. We're in the book of Isaiah, and in Isaiah, as he's addressing the false prophets, they were prophesying, and he says they have smooth words. 
and, and a lot of times it can be smooth words and, and things, um, but there's a lot of deception that's out there, and it's mixed in with some truth, and you got to be able to discern, and we got to be discerning in the day in which we're in, or we're going to get deceived, and, and th- that kind of deception that you have to pay more money to be healed um, is just absolutely wrong. And, um, and it's, you know, you continue to minister to her. Matter of fact, we're getting to the end of the show, Carol. Why don't we go ahead and do that right now? Okay, thank you. Father, I pray for Carol. I thank you for her call and that she would continue to minister to her friend. The Word of God, that is our final authority. And, and the, the false deception that comes to her friend saying that she has to pay more money to be healed um, and the other things that are wrong, Lord, that you would open up her eyes uh, spiritually and soften her heart and that she would believe the Word of God and test the spirits. And Lord, we know that your salvation is free, that we can come to you and and just throw ourselves at your mercy and grace in time of need, even as Hebrews 4 says, coming to your throne of grace, that unmerited favor. And so, Lord, I pray that she would come to know the truth and that you would heal her her friend, not because she gave more money, but because of your grace and mercy, and that she would come to know that it was you. And so, Lord, it is true that we have an anointing from the Holy One, and we know all things. Help her to know what the Word of God says, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Keep me updated, Carol. Okay, God bless again. You bet. God bless you. Hey, we're coming to the end of the show. We had a great show. I wish we could have got to everybody. A lot of prayer requests coming in on, on the text. Sorry we didn't get to everybody. God bless you. Keeping the word of God. And uh, we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.